0: Hey, it's great to be here. I'm Doug Cole. I uh, have been part of Hillcrest for the last 14 years. Isn't that something? And uh, I've been uh, a, minister of reg- a minister of the gospel for the last 50 years. And I'm retired, so I don't do anything now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad they let me come this morning and share, because I still do have some things I'd like to say, even though I'm retired. And... Uh, I'd like to encourage you. It's, been my, it's, been, it's my privilege to finish off this series that we have been studying in the book of Hebrews. It's uh, an incredible book. And we've had a whole series of different talented people coming and sharing the word of the Lord with us over the summer, and it's been good. And so now we're going to do the ending part, which there's a bunch of instructions in here that are really, really neat. And so I hope that uh, as we share this this morning, the Lord will speak into your heart. Hebrews is known as the better book. It's better. It's all about Jesus. Oh, I loved it this morning. Andrew sang all the songs about Jesus. That's what we're talking about. It's about Jesus, the better book. I'm sorry, I've got a bit of feedback in here. Um, he's better. In every way, He's better. Oh, what an incredible Lord and Savior we have. What does it mean it's a better book? Well, we already learned that he's better than the angels. The angels were, is a spirit realm. He's better than anything else in the spirit realm. In the evil spirit realm and the, and the Holy Spirit realm, he is better than the angels. He's, he's greater and more fantastic. The Son of God, Jesus, the Son of God. He's better than Moses. He's better than the greatest leader that ever lived. Can you imagine leading almost 3 million whining people through a desert for 40 years? (laughs) What a leader. He was an incredible leader. But Jesus is better than Moses. An incredible leader. He is our leader. And he leads us today. He was a better high priest. The high priest was the one who went between God and man. He was the one who went into the presence of God and then came out to the people and then went back and offered sacrifices for the people. He was the go-between. That was what the high priest did. Jesus is our great go-between between God and us. But we don't need a priest now. We have him. He's the great high priest. He's the one who paid the price because he was a greater sacrifice. See, the, the high priest in the Old Testament had to use the blood of bulls and goats to go in and out. Jesus took his own blood. Incredible sacrifice. We sang about it this morning. The incredible sacrifice of his blood. It's incredible. Are you excited about that? Thank you, Lord. Tell him, thank you, Lord. Oh, man. We have a better sacrifice. An incredible sacrifice. You know, back when Adam and Eve sinned, back in the garden, back at the very beginning... And they realized all of a sudden their eyes were opened. They went and they covered themselves with leaves. But when Jesus came, pardon me, well, when, the, when God came to talk to him, yes, Jesus and God, he, he always was. Uh, but when God came and spoke to them, and then he covered them with skins. Where do you get skins from? Dead animals. That was the first sacrifice, those were the first sacrifices. Animals and then all through there were animal sacrifice but the animal sacrifice only covered sins for a period of time the innocent animals, the blood of bulls and goats was covering sins but Jesus, the Son of God, the sinless one, came without sin he lived without sinning and he gave himself as the Eternal sacrifice to wash away our sins it wasn't just to cover them over, it was to wash away you excited about that I'm excited about that. <laughs> he washed my sins away i don 't have to live with all of that sin it's been washed away because he was a better sacrifice now, as we go through the book of hebrews that's that's what it's all about it's about Jesus, but there's also some things that are, are the writer of the book of Hebrews uh, added in uh, and has in there. And some of them are warnings and encouragements. And I'm going to talk to you about some of the warning and encouragement, especially in those last chapters. Ashley read that, that chapter uh, 13. We're going to just touch on a few of the, the warnings and the encouragements and how we should live now. I like practical things. I like the, where you can get down and say, Hey, here's what I need to do. And that's what we're going to talk about this morning. Because in, the, in this book, there's warnings uh, to pay attention. There's warnings against unbelief. There's warnings against falling away. There's warnings again about refusing God. So we're going to talk about this. And there's encouragements, some real encouragements. So we're going to go back a little earlier in the book to uh, Hebrews 3 and verse 13. You must warn each other. Look at what it says here. You must warn each other every day, while it is still today, so that none of you will be deceived by sin and hardened against God. Hebrews 3:13. I'm reading it from the New Living Translation. Today I'm going to use the New Living Translation. I know uh, we usually use the NIV. I just, there's some words here that I just think jump out a little clearer. Look at. You must warn each other. Put up a warning. Why? Because right now there's a lot of deception going on all kinds of deception going on you don't think so how many of you received a phone call saying the government's gonna put you in jail how many Let's see your hands how many received a phone call saying somebody put a whole bunch of money on your credit card as I was preparing this yesterday the phone rang and a voice a recorded voice of a sweet lady says uh, we've just noticed that you've put uh, has been put a thousand dollars from so and so on your visa card, and this and this and it wasn't too hard to feel that this is a little deception because I don't have a visa card. Uh, you know, but deception—it's all around us. It's incredible. You know those phone calls? <laughs> they used to really bug me, but I changed my attitude. Uh, now when they call and they want to fix my computer or, or, or they're warning me of this and that, I, I just, uh, first of all, I, I try to get their name. What's your name? Oh, it's, it's David. Okay, David. Before I can, I can work with you at all, I have to pray. And so I start praying. Lord, I pray for David. I pray that he will come to know you, that he will give up his stealing and his thieving. And Lord, I just pray for you. You know there's a usually a click on the end <laughs> the other day I saw it came in from Moldovia you know I thought you know there's uh, I didn't talk to that one <laughs> fortunately it, it got cut off right, I would have liked to talk to him but I didn't even know where Moldova was but I thought afterwards I thought you know oh it's by the Ukraine uh, <laughs> I went and looked it up but I thought you know I'm gonna pray for that person There's no distance in time with the Lord. Maybe I can touch somebody in Moldova for the Lord. I'm gonna pray for them. And in changing my attitude, it sure helped me when I get those phone calls. (laughs) Even if I don't talk to them, I start praying, Lord, you know who's something behind that. Lord, you're the one who can change those things. Deception. There's so much deception out now, it's incredible. All your you know your news that comes in, you don't know what is really is that really the focus. I mean they're not maybe out and out lying, but they're focusing in on just one aspect of something and and, and it, it, the deception is there. And then of course we're gonna have an election coming up in a few days. Of course there's no deception there at all. Uh, <laughs> we'll just carry on. Uh, <laughs> My sister dropped off a couple books the other day and one was all about conspiracy theories. Why are there so many conspiracy theories out there right now? Because people don't know what to believe. They've been deceived enough times, and they say, well, yeah, I don't know. Well, I don't think they landed, really landed on the moon. That was done, in. that was all filmed, and this and that. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. In this book, they said, it probably would have cost them more to film it the way they say it was filmed than it would have taken them to go to the moon. <laughs> but what do you believe? What are you going to believe about this? What are you going to believe? What do you... It's so confusing. And, of course, there's no lying on the Internet, right? Uh-huh. Social media, you know, I, I see people posting all kinds of stuff, all kinds of ideas. You should vaccinate, you shouldn't vaccinate, you should do this, you should vote for so-and-so for this party, and not for that party, and back and forth, and back and forth. And all of this is out there, and there's deception. You say, where's the truth? I'm going to tell you this morning where the truth is. The truth is here. The word of God is the only really true word of God. This is the the truth. This is is where it is. It's in your Bible. And the spirit of the Lord can bring that truth out in your life. And you you say, well, oh. (laughs) You know. But so and so is saying this and this and this. Listen. Never in history has it been possible to hear so many personal opinions about a subject in such a short time. Right? If you're on social media at all, you get all kinds of opinions. I get, I get a lot of social media from Latin America and from Canada and different ones, and the and the thoughts and the opinions are out there. And you go, well, what, what, what am I to do about this? Uh, I got a warm I got a well. A friend of mine posted something a little while ago, and if uh, Harry can get the graphic up here, this really spoke to me. Um, <laughs> You get it? Oh, the Holy Spirit just needs to shut us up sometimes. Oh, we can get into stuff that are just garbage. It's just not worth fighting over. It's just just crazy. Oh, Holy Spirit, come. You know, sometimes the enemy just wants to get us distracted. And it's all temporal stuff here. When I talk about vaccinate or don't vaccinate and all of that, a pandemic and all the rest of it, it's going to come and go. But what really matters is eternality, is the eternal word of God. Oh, yeah. Now, but you said, well, well, but you read the verse, we're supposed to warn each other. Yeah, maybe let's not be so involved in warning each other about, oh, what's going to happen, um, climate change. Some can get really on that. Listen, I know the climate's changing. My scripture tells me this place is going to burn up, uh, right? But you know what? I'm not going to get involved in fighting with somebody because of this and that and the other thing, or the economy, or certain politicians and political things. I want to tell you this. Go vote for the most godly person you can, but I don't believe our government is going to change Canada What's going to change Canada is when we repent and cry out to the Lord and ask Him to take over in our lives because there's no government that can make laws that will change a heart. Hearts have to be changed. So why am I getting so upset about this government things and issues and things they're going to do and they're going to shut us down and all the rest of it? It was difficult when we had to shut our services down and go a different direction, but it wasn't impossible. You think the Lord is still on the throne? Think he still loves us? He's still caring for us? Yep. And is he in charge? Yep. I said this years ago, and someone didn't like it, I think. I said, one of the problems with Christians in Canada today is nobody wants to kill us. I tell you, if you had people out there after you, you'd be praying a lot harder. You you would be down on your knees and crying out that the God, the mighty God... Hmm... So, warn each other. What are we supposed to warn each other of? Here's what we're supposed to warn each other of. Warn each other to keep our eyes on Jesus and His kingdom. On the better one. We've got to keep our eyes on Him. The warning is, don't get off focus on some of these things that are coming at us from left and right and center. and We don't know whether it's truth or not. Get back into the Word. And let's be filled with His Holy Spirit. Warn each other to walk filled with the Spirit, not the Spirit of this world. Lord, help me. I'm getting upset and angry because of something somebody, somebody posted. Whoa, just a minute. I'm jealous because of this. Oh, just a minute. Lord, forgive me. I want to walk in the Spirit, filled with the Spirit, and I want to keep my eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. <laughs> hey, here's a suggestion. Just a suggestion. If you're a, if you're a social media person, balance your time on social media with the same amount of time in prayer. That's a challenge. Oh, well, I'm only on social media, maybe three hours a day. Well, that's a good three-hour prayer time. Oh, that would be great, right on? Instead of three minutes prayer and 30 minutes on the Internet, hey, you've got to bounce it out. What am I warning you about? I'm warning you about not being deceived by being so filled with the stuff that's going on in this world that you're forgetting about Eternity. Let's go on to another encouragement and warning in chapter, Hebrews chapter 10. In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. Let us think about ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. Uh, last week, I think it was we showed the video of Daisy encouraging us to get on board with inviting new people that are coming in from other countries into our, into our city. Motivate. We need to be motivated to acts of love and good works. We need to be motivated to helping and caring. We need to be motivated uh, to, to, to touching others. And then it goes on in verse 25. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another especially now that the day of his return is drawing near, we need to motivate ourselves to meet together. Okay, we went through the pandemic time, and we have been so blessed to get online, got good cameramen, and we've got just great videos of what's going on here today, and it's out there. But I want to say this, It's time to get back to church. If you're online this morning and you're there because you're sick and you're watching me because you don't feel well and you can't get out, then praise the Lord. I'm so glad you're there. If you're just new and you're just kind of checking us out and you're online, great. But if you're part of Hillcrest and you're online because you're too lazy to get up and get dressed and come this morning or you didn't like the rain, I'm saying it's time to get back. Don't neglect meeting together. It's important. It's very important. When the pandemic was on, my wife and I would sit there and watch. And as the worship was going on, we'd try to sing along. Well, I can't sing worth beans. She's got a beautiful voice. But we were, you know, we just kind of struggled. I came back and everybody worshiping together. Wow, it's fantastic. We need each other. We need one another. You need us. We need you. Everybody needs... Oh yeah we need to fellowship back and forth when you say well I come on Sunday and somebody shakes my hand and say hi that uh, and you know I don't know if I really connected then you need to be part of a small group you just coming on Sunday isn't enough it says here we are to motivate one another to not neglect the meeting ourselves together and so we need to be in a small group the small groups are starting up in a few weeks if you're not part of a small group where's Pastor Dave stand up and wave your hand you will talk to that man right there yeah He'll sign you up for a small group. And get in a a group where you, you care for each other because it's important. It's very, very important that we are connected. Not just off all by yourself. You know, I remember years ago, a pastor was visiting a fellow who had come to the church at one time, but he wasn't any longer. He went to visit him and the fellow says, this was back when radio was really in. Uh, oh, he said, my pastor now is so-and-so, this radio evangelist, this famous radio evangelist. And the pastor kind of looked at him and said, um, oh, that's good. Did he stop by and see you in the hosp- when you were in the hospital three weeks ago? Hey, when you die, is that radio evangelist going to come and bury you? <laughs> we need each other. You need to be part of a body. You need to connect, so let's not neglect. Because some have said, "Oh well, we don't need that anymore." Well, hey, it's okay. And during this COVID time, uh, I, I've I've really enjoyed something in my life. Something really special was uh, I come here to service, or or I was watching service uh, at home from Hillcrest, and then in the afternoon. I go to Generations Church in Nanaimo and I listen to my brothers preach. I hadn't got a chance to do that when I only heard them once or twice before. Now every week, Sunday afternoon, I can tune them in and listen to great messages. But they're not pastoring me. They live way out in the island. I live here in Moose Jaw. I need somebody right here. I need to be part of something. I need to be a member of something. I need to be Connected. And you need to be connected too. You need to have somebody look over and, and, and see your space isn't full on Sunday. You're, you're not sitting there and they say, hey, what happened to so-and-so? And they call you and, and, and you connect. It's important. It's very important. We need each other. It's time to get back to church. It's time to encourage each other. And what does it say at the end of that passage? It says because his return's near. He's coming back soon. Let's get into it right now. Then we go to what uh, was read already this morning, Hebrews chapter 13. Another encouragement, another warning. In Hebrews 13, 1, it says, Keep on loving each other (laughs) as brothers and sisters. Don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. For some who've done this have entertained angels without realizing it. Remember those in prison as if you were there yourself. Remember those uh, are being mistreated. As if you feel their pain in your own bodies. In other words, what he's saying here is care for others. It's not all about you. It's about others. We need to empathize. We need to feel with them. You know, the Lord kind of, and this part, kind of hit me the other day. I was, I was watching the news about Afghanistan and uh, the Taliban and everything going back and all of all what's going on there and uh, to me it was something very distant that's going on in a different country kind of interested to watch it but really it wasn't connected at all until I found out and read an article about all of the numbers of small home groups Christians that are in that country There are no churches like this in Afghanistan, but there are hundreds of believers. And all of a sudden, I began to empathize with them, began to pray for them. Lord, you know those people. You know where they're at. They're in danger for their lives. Lord, you're going to have to do miracles and signs and wonders to save them and to cause them to to share their faith with others in these dangerous, dangerous days because... It's quite obvious the Taliban is not going to accept them and probably will kill them if they has a chance. But we have a Lord and a Savior. Can you empathize with them? Keep on loving each other. Even if you don't know some of those people, pray for them. Pray for them. Cry out for them. And then in uh, Hebrews 13:7, just go down a little bit. Remember your leaders who taught you the word of God. Think of all the good that has come from their lives and follow the example of their faith. Remember your leaders. On the 25th of October this year, it'll be 100 years since Pastor Small took out the charter for the Apostolic Church of Pentecost of Canada. In other words, our denomination is completing 100 years of existence. We're going to celebrate in Banff. The pastor's all invited for a conference in October in Banff, a, a special time, a, a retreat, and we're going to celebrate. Now, they've asked me to tell the history. I don't know if they think it's because I'm 100 years old, <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm to tell the, the history. They've given me 15 minutes to tell 100 years of history. i have got to talk fast. But I tell you, as I began to lay out the different things, you know, in 100 years, we have had nine leaders. Nine leaders in 100 years. And then I began to look at that and think, hey, it's interesting. I didn't know Pastor Small who started. My wife knew him very well. He was their pastor until she was 13 when he, he passed away. Uh, I didn't know him. But the rest of the nine, the, eight, the other eight, I knew. Some of them were teachers of mine. Some, uh, some I worked with, uh, on staff with. Uh, I've traveled with them. I know these leaders. I know they're men of God, fantastic men of God. Did they make mistakes? Yep. They weren't without foul. Without fault sometimes, but they were godly men who wanted to serve the Lord. And we have fantastic leadership, have had fantastic leadership in our churches of ACOP. Remember your leaders, follow the example of their faith. The pastor that affected me most was the pastor for my first 18 years of life, which was my dad. His life lined up with the scripture. I think here we've had fantastic pastors. Alan Buchanan, Pastor Dave Wicks, we've got Pastor Steve. Now we have pastors all over the place. We've got a children's pastor, we've got a youth pastor, we've got pastors of worship, we've got pastors here and there, and under them we've got other pastors that are other caring. Oh, wow. Remember your leaders, follow their example of their faith. They weren't perfect. But they loved the Lord with an incredible love. Sometimes they made mistakes. You know, as you read on here in verse 17, Obey your spiritual leaders and do what they say. Their work is to watch over your souls, and they are accountable to God. Give them reason to do this with joy and not with sorrow. That would certainly not be for your profit. You're supposed to listen to them. Hey, as I already mentioned, I've been an ordained minister for 50 years. And this scripture sometimes has really got into my heart. I've served as, as lead pastor in a number of, uh, of occasions. And I go, was I responsible? Was I, was it, did I do the best I could to lead people? You know, leading people isn't all that easy. <laughs> this week it was my privilege here at Hillcrest. To scrub and wax the gym floor. If you go in there, put your sunglasses on. It shines. (laughs) I told Daisy, I don't. I like doing that job. You know why? Because when I started off on Monday morning, there were black marks and things all over that floor, and I was able to take them off. And then I was able to wax it up, and now it shines. I could see where I started, and I could see where I ended. I was a pastor for many, many years, and I, where I started with somebody, oh, all of a sudden they turned and went the other way. <laughs> Couldn't see where it ended. <laughs> Very frustrating. Being a pastor isn't all that easy sometimes. I like this in the message, this last part of this verse says, contribute to the joy of their leadership, not its drudgery. <laughs> Why would you want to make things harder for them, it says. <laughs> Contribute to their leadership, not as drudgery, because they're watching out for your souls. When I was a pastor, it was hard to preach on this. It was like, hey, you better listen to me. Now I'm not the lead pastor. Now I'm not on staff. Now I'm telling you, listen to your leaders, right? As a spiritual dad or grandfather, I'm saying, listen to your leaders. They pray and they, oh man. Hillcrest has a fantastic leadership team. As the janitor, I used to sit in, I don't know in any other church in Canada where the janitor got to sit in on on the staff meetings and give his opinion, but I was able to do that for a number of years here, and I was amazed. The leadership that we have here at Hillcrest is incredible. Listen to them. Follow them. If you're not a member, you need to become a member. If you're... If, if, this is an awesome place. But wherever you are, maybe if you're online and watching me and you didn't go to the church that you belong to, sign in and get on board. Follow them. Contribute to their joy, not their drudgery. <laughs> I know there's some people think that pastors just have it so easy. You know, man, life. They only have to work for a half hour on Sunday mornings. And Steve didn't even have to work this week because I'm, I'm here. <laughs> oh boy, that is so twisted. I know the drudgery of being a pastor. I know the joy too. Don't make it hard for them. Don't make it hard for them. They love you. All of your pastors, they care for you. I just want to go back and review a little bit here. Because of Jesus, it's better. It's better. He's better than the angels. Don't get off on the angels. It's better. He's better. He's better than the best leaders. He's better than Moses. He's the best leader. His Holy Spirit wants to lead you. He's the incredible high priest who intercedes for us with the Father. He's seated at the right... He finished the work. The priest in the Old Testament had to walk back and forth and go back and forth and do it over and over again. Every year, every day, they were in and out. They didn't go into the Holy of Holies except once a year, but every day they had to go in and out and in and out and offer sacrifices, in and out, constantly, constantly... But it says in Hebrews here, when he offered that sacrifice, he sat down at the right hand of the Father. He finished it. It was done. It was a finished work. He paid the price. What a sacrifice, an incredible sacrifice. Now, if you're here and you're just new, you're kind of checking Christianity out, you don't know about this, or you're online and you're watching me and you're kind of going... I I don't know about that. I want to just challenge you. You need to know this. Jesus, who is the most incredible one, who loved you so much that he gave his life for you. He paid the price for your sins. And if you realize that, then talk to him. Confess to him, hey, I need you. Or maybe you could pray something like this. Dear Father, thank you that you love me and sent Jesus to die on the cross for my sins. I put my trust in you, Lord Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. Just tell him that. Help me to live a life that honors you by the power of the Holy Spirit. I want to, do, I want to know you. I want to have a personal relationship with you. And you that have a personal relationship with him. Oh, you need to tell him every day, I love you, Lord. Get into his presence. Spend time in His presence. It is fantastic because He is the better. He's better than all of this. He's better than the Internet. He's better than all the garbage that you're hearing out there. He is the answer, our Jesus, incredible one. And what about the warnings? Well, the warning is to keep your eyes on Him. Don't get deceived. Don't get drawn off. Into uh, something else. Don't get drawn off into what this world and this person and this pr- promoting. Get in his presence. Keep your eyes on him. Allow him to fill you with his Holy Spirit every day. When I, sometimes when I finish watching the news and my wife says, "I don't even know why you watch the news. You just <laughs> it just upsets you." I as I watch the news and I and I, I see deception coming out about gender and deception coming out uh, uh, about different things that are going on uh, uh, around us, I just have to stop and say, oh, Lord, help me. And then I have to let the Holy Spirit, I have to sit in his presence and say, Lord, I know you're way beyond this. So much of this is just stuff that's here that really don't matter, really doesn't matter. Eternity and you, Lord, is what matters. So, Lord, I know that you're better. You gave the better sacrifice. I want to be filled with you. We need to motivate one another to acts of love and care. Good works. Why? Because we've received every good work from Him. We need to warn each other to don't neglect the meeting together with the rest of the believers. We need you. You need us. You need to connect. There was a time when some people went off and became hermits. away off. When I was in Spain. They showed me a place. away up on the mountains. And it was just. A, uh, uh, had been built. And it was just one little tiny. Uh, stone. Room. Horrid. And this is where hermits would go. And live in there. And get so holy. Now I'm sorry. That's not where it's at. It's living in this world right now. But interconnecting with those around us. It's good to go, maybe get a a time away for a little time off by yourself, but we need each other. Remember your leaders. Listen to your leaders. Follow them. You know, it's interesting. I was reading uh, uh, where in Scripture it says, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. And this is the promise that is given that you would have long life. And I, and I thought, yeah, if you listen to good counsel, kids, and your, your, your parents are warning you, don't do this, don't do this, you probably won't burn your fingers on the stove, or you won't get into this or that, because they warn you about those things, right? You'll have longer life. Why? Because you're going to be listening to good advice. Well, as you listen to the things of the Lord, and as He fills you with His presence, you need to listen to your leadership. I don't think there's any problem with uh, leadership here. I'm just giving you the warning that it was here. But love them. Bless them. Go over to Steve's house. Check it out. <laughs> uh, would you stand? They're going to put some music on here. We're going to just pray, then you're dismissed. But if you'd like to come, I'm going to go down the front here and I'm just going to... I just want to spend a little time saying, thank you, Lord. Lord Jesus, you are so incredible. You are better than anything, anything, anything. You have done incredible things in my life. I just finished writing my story. I decided to write the story of my life for my kids and my grandkids. I'm going to end up with 500 pages. I don't know if anybody will ever read it, but as I wrote that, I realized how incredible he's been in my life. He has been so faithful. In fact, I'm calling it, Daisy gave me this idea, I'm going to call it Adventures in God's Faithfulness. It's been a life of adventures and all kinds of incredible things happened in my life. But he's always been faithful. And I want to thank him for that. I don't know about you. Tell you what, as the music plays. I'm going to pray and then I'm just going to go down here and stand and I'm going to face that, that way and I'm just going to start praising the Lord. If you'd like to come in, down to the front and do that, we don't do this very often here at Hillcrest, but if you want to do that today, come and do it. We've got lots of time. You don't have to be over to Pastor Steve's for another hour. So you've got time to come. Yeah. And just let's just stand and let's just start thanking him. He's better. He's better. He's better. He's better. And if as you're doing that, he begins to show you someplace. maybe you've been deceived or you got a little off track or something hasn't been quite going right. Then just confess it to him and accept it because he is better. He's better. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are awesome. You are incredible. Where would we be without you? Your sacrifice where you paid the price for our sins, and then you sat down, you finished it, and all we have to do is accept it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I pray, Lord, that you'd just guide us this week. We know there's deception all around, but we pray that we'd focus in on you, and we would not be deceived. Lord, you said in your scripture, don't be deceived, God is not mocked. Whatever a man's souls he's going to reap, Lord, we don't want to be deceived. We want to worship you. We want you to be the center of our lives. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. If you want to just come to the front, that's fine. If you need to go or you're going to go, just go. That's good. You're blessed. You're dismissed. Lord, bless you today. Oh, Lord. Huh, yeah. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. yes, Lord. Yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes.